Hello and welcome to this week's episode of First Thoughts with me, your co-host Josh. Alongside me, I've got the usual host Jensen. And I've also got Mike back again this week. Um, Mike's going to help us out. He's just rubbing his beard for anyone who can't see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that symbolises. <laughs> scratch. Is that your calling sign, is it? <laughs> just a, yeah. a little scratch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, Richard this week is still helping out with the COVID response. Um, so Mike's done us another solid. He did so well last week, so Absolutely. glad to have him back. <laughs> uh, so I'll just let you guys know what the podcast is about if you're just tuning in for the first time. Um, so it's called First Thoughts, and the idea is that each of the co-hosts presents the name of a topic, and then the idea is to try and guess the meaning of that topic just off of the name itself. So we give our first thoughts on what we think that topic is. Um, and then hopefully we get a bit of information which steers us on the right path and we get to the final answer. Shaboom. So it's my turn to host this week, which hey. means that I get to give my topic first. Yeah. And after the pretty depressing topic I brought to the table <laughs> last week, <laughs> I've got something which is also quite interesting. Okay. But a little light lighter hearted oh. um but <laughs> this one as well i think is quite relatively descriptive with the name oh, so I, okay. I think you might get this quite quickly but get me pen. um and if you do it's not an issue like you know we'll just move on to the next topic i don't yeah. have a backup um unfortunately this week but so as i say always this is a real cool one for me anyway um, okay and Let's i would like your first on, yeah. thoughts on on um, the para chick the para chick yes the para right. chick <clears throat> all right mike do you want to go first mike <laughs> uh, could you spell that for me <laughs> yes it's p a r a c h i c k all right i c k all right. That's not how I was expecting it to be spelled. <laughs> oh, were you expecting a cheeky Q or something in there? Yeah. Like a cheek. Para, para like chic. a cheek. Nice um nice deflection anyway there, Mike, asking for a spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little bit more time. <clears throat> Go on. I've gotta say I've absolutely no idea. No idea. Jensen? No. Right. <laughs> my my first thought is, is it some kind of... Right. <laughs> I'm thinking... Is I'm it, worried. Right. <laughs> I'm a, worried. A, a paratrooper's para mascot where they took a chicken on a plane with them, like, on a mission. And it's like the para-chick, like para-chicken, paratrooper's chicken. That's my first thought. That's a really good first thought, like you're you're like eighty percent there with that. Whoa <laughs> But I wanna I wanna kinda get a bit of a bit of a story going about this chicken. Oh. Um I had no idea there was a chicken involved. Like, I was thinking, uh, Paratrooper was the only connection that I could have with like yeah. para. So I'm just you know, I feel like I'm out. <laughs> So this this para chick was named Myrtle, 
and it was <laughs> myrtle. <laughs> it was a chicken. Oh my gosh! Um, but oh my days! This this chicken has got like quite quite a good backstory, and um, also quite a good. I don't know. For story is that the word? Pro story. So basically, okay. when people say, "Can chickens fly?" The parachick myrtle helps us answer that question. Ah. So does does that give you any more information about this chicken? Maybe that you can kind of tease out for me. Well, I know that chickens can fly. Right. But I have a feeling that. Like this is is not about uh, actual winged flight <laughs> from a bird. Is this? Have they just literally thrown a chicken out of a plane with a parachute? Because <laughs> I feel like that's the road you're going down. Right. So I'll I'll set the scene a little bit. <laughs> I'll set the scene. So we're in um we're in September 1944. World War Two. Yes. World War Two here. Come on. Um, Lieutenant Pat Glover is uh, one of the main characters of this story. He was um, drunk shooting a rifle at like a weather vane on top of a church, which was in the shape of a rooster, like a cockerel. And he's, this started like a debate with the other people in his, um, you know, paratrooping mm-hmm. division. And he said, I think chickens can fly. They said, no. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically set out to prove or, you know, kind of win this argument that chickens can fly. So what he did was he nabbed a chicken from a, a farm. <laughs> after Called shooting him. after shooting up a church roof, goes yeah, and basically like, <laughs> steals this, a chicken. Yeah, this is our airborne division, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, set the scene. He's got a chicken. He's going to try and prove that it can fly. He's a paratrooper. Mike's saying they basically, what, just throw the chicken out of the... Out of a plane. <laughs> it's quite, it's quite, it's quite similar. I don't, I don't know if you want to have a couple of guesses as to. What I, yeah, I feel like if with that setup now, I feel like you're not going to throw a chicken out of a plane to prove that a chicken can fly, though. Right. Like you want to see it like take off from the ground, right? Oh, or are I you think... throwing it off? So wait, I'm gonna get. I'm probably gonna get some stick for this when it airs because I use a word quite frequently which annoys people. Um, it's a word like constitutes, <laughs> so it depends what you want. <laughs> As, you know, what constitutes flight? Is That's it, flight. yeah, is Staying it takeoff like you, you, you're saying there, Mike? Is it sustained like motion within the air or is it gliding? Because technically like, you know, a glider is flying, the planes gliders, like it depends what your definition so, of flight is. Really. I guess maybe their definition of flight was it doesn't die when you throw it out of the plane. <laughs> what, what, it, it lands in one it, piece, basically. It's, it's able to soften its fall by flapping or gliding. Right. Uh, I don't know. Um, or did they tow it behind a plane and see if it, <laughs> and see if it could? <laughs> Just tie a little bit of string to this Surely not. Neck. <laughs> Surely I'm, I'm not. fairly certain that's not what they feet do. in the air, just, 
That's a war crime. <laughs> that is a war crime. Oh, but this, this bird is actually a bit of a war hero. <laughs> okay. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll, get, I'll give you a little bit more information. So yeah, they did... Go on, Jensen. I'm sure I've seen a picture somewhere of a guy like holding like a chicken on the Normandy beach or something like that. I'm sure like there's a pi- there's a picture in my mind somewhere mm. of a chicken well, the- or something like that or a dog maybe. This this chicken has been to battle. Uh, it was in it was in the battle of Arnhem um which is I think a Dutch city. Um so yeah, uh, it's it's a robust like war chicken which can fly. <laughs> <laughs> Called Myrtle as well. Can you think of Myrtle. anything more, more badass than that? Did, <laughs> right, did so. this chicken did, did he um, like send any messages? This, like this a messenger. Myrtle. Yeah, chicken. Like pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. No. So um, the sole purpose of this chicken was to prove that chickens can fly. Like the fact that it got you know kind of dragged into this conflict this battle is just unfortunate for the chicken itself um <laughs> but i'll i'll just tell you how they kind of proved this so oh, obviously he was um, a paratrooper the first step was to do a parachute jump at 600 feet and what he did was he put this chicken in a bag over his left shoulder jumped out of the plane and then when the they, they got to like say 50 feet in the air he just basically like shoved this chicken out of the bag, <laughs> like to, oh my see, days. to see like whether or not it could fly, and it landed safely. Like you know, it, it did a bit of squeaking and flapping, but it it landed yeah. safely. So then over time, what what they did was Come they on, just though. raised like the elevate the altitude in which they pushed this chicken out of just the bag, debagged the chicken. Yeah, and this is the longest recorded chicken flight, basically. It's three three hundred feet was the altitude that they got to in the end. It's like this chicken could safely wow. like fly and land from three hundred feet. But because it had done, like, believe this or not, because they'd made it do six or more jumps from an airborne craft. Yeah. It earned its parachute wings, which is like <laughs> yes! like a, a medal or um, yeah. you know badge that you get as a as a paratrooper. So what this lieutenant did was basically put that on an, an elastic band and put it on the chicken's neck, <laughs> and this chicken like, was like basically I don't know what the word is initiated into this That's into sick. the paratroopers basically. <laughs> so yeah, That's um, I love those war stories about like. Animals with medals. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite yeah, a few so, uh, of them, isn't there? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, there's, this chicken there's, was there's pigeons with buried, medals. Buried with the medal as well. Um, like a proper war hero. Uh, did, it, yeah, um, did it, um, did it go KIA? Did it, you know... Unfortunately, she did, she did die in battle. Um, but the, the story... <laughs> well, this is the thing... <laughs> There's a couple of different stories oh. online about how the myrtle came came to a uh, you know her end basically. End. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, but the most common the most common consensus is that she was shot in her bag during um, you know a descent, a parasite, uh, a parasite, yeah. a parachute jump. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, so she was killed in action. Um, Shot oh. during this Battle of Arnhem and then buried with her parachute wings. 
but yeah, Jensen, you smashed that at the start. Like, oh my god! As I say, I kind of, I did think it would be like pretty easy I to had, guess, but I, I had no idea. I, I thought my guess was ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I thought I was like, this is so out there. There's... Yeah, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> just go for the random. I think that's just, it. Just say, just say what you think. That's it. Like I think when you draw a blank, you just throw it. See what yeah, sticks. So there's been a, like a, a brand of beer which has been released after her. And and the 5% from each pint um, goes towards raising funds for the parachute regiment. Um, oh. oh, I thought you were going to say chickens. <laughs> yeah. goes, the the parachicken. The free chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes towards a new training been... program <laughs> for chickens. Surely that is a better cause. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's Myrtle, the parachick. Uh, for Penek. Now, I, who do I want to go next? Hmm. Oh. Uh, any volunteers? Ooh. Go on. All right. You know what? I'll, yes, I'll go. go I'll go. Because yeah. I don't think it's going to take us forever to get to mine. Um, okay. So, boys, I would like your first thoughts on the Wankel engine. Oh, I know <laughs> this one. You know this one? I do know this one, yeah. Oh, okay. So should we, now should we let Josh try and guess? Yeah, should we see? Yeah, let's see if we can get this. How much do you know about this, Mike? Like, I know quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> do you probably know more than Jensen knows? He probably does, <laughs> no, to be no, fair. No, 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 The Wankel I... engine. Oh... I hate it when it's just me, right? Because it's all... <laughs> my my level of stupidity is just amplified because it's only me speaking. <laughs> well, I suppose it's it's, ex, During... it's it's extended name is a a Wankel rotary engine. Okay, so it is an if engine that in the strictest helps you sense. In any way, it is. But what is, is special about um, this engine? The special factor of this engine is to do with that rotor maybe but for method of rotation maybe uh a rotor is a keyword oh, most definitely key um, but not in terms of necessarily a propeller right but in how the engine works so because this this is missing a some rather key components that most normal combustion engines have um, wow. okay. The way this engine works is quite specific and interesting. And the name Wankel is that after the inventor of this? That's that's the inventor, yeah, German right, inventor, okay. as usual. German inventor, nice. Usual German inventor. The Wankel rotary, or rotor engine. Yeah, um, rotary is right, but yeah. The... Rotary, okay. Hmm. Hmm, I'm stumped. Like... My, Mike, have you got any clues you might be able to give him? <clears throat> uh, I can give you a. I don't know if it's too too big of a clue, but oh. I feel like Josh is completely clueless on this. I am. I, engines I can, are not my can, forte. Like, <laughs> there's like can, one one answer that I'm really looking for, but go for it, Mike. I can I can tell you that. Um, so I can tell you it's a combustion engine, and it was most notably in like recent years uh in the mazda like family of um of vehicles but they recently switched back to um the the regular um kind of design for cars 
Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna leave it at that. So Jensen's mentioned uh, it's missing certain components that a normal combustion engine would have. And that kind yep, of implies yep. that maybe the fuel for this is a little bit different to a usual combustion engine. Well, it's um, it's normal. It's, it takes normal fuel. Oh, okay. Um, I'm thinking about yeah. like you know hydrolysis. So, um, basically, engines which are water powered and use no, but they are no, very okay. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now they're they're a little bit um, less efficient than regular engines, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> But they, but they are, so, despite being less efficient, are actually very powerful. Um, yeah. Which is why so is that you why find they them were in, in Mazdas? Mazdas. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hmm. you find them in some, I think, some bikes, some aircraft have used rotary engines as well. Um. But yeah, the what? Well, I what I kind of what? Well, well, I tell you what. What's, what is the main? What are kind of some of the main parts of an of a regular combustion engine? Pistons. Pistons. Does it not this, have pistons? This is a pistonless engine. How, How does that work? <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's rather amazing. So so I'm gonna obviously uh, try and explain it to yourself and the viewers as best as I can. Yeah. So I want you to imagine an oval, okay? okay? A kind of a squashed oval shape, and inside that is a triangle. And now the triangle spins inside that oval shape. Okay. And those gaps that appear, that you can imagine that there would be, those are where the basically the combustion in the engine takes place. Okay. So as it spins, basically in one in one gap, fuel would be injected in, obviously, mm -hmm. and then it's rotated to the next section and compressed, and then it's obviously ignited. And then in the next area it reaches, the exhaust fumes go out. So whereas normally you would have a piston going up and down that would yep. be dragging the fuel in, igniting and compressing and compressing the fuel, fuel exploding, and then an exhaust cycle and things like that. That's probably a, a butchered explanation. But you don't have this. You just have this rotating, uh, yeah. well, this this rotor, they call it, inside this big triangle. Um, so how quickly is that rotative and like you know um it's still in is it you know, similar speeds to kind of si yeah, yeah similar feeds yeah. so you can still get ten thousand rpm out of some right. of them um well okay i think one of the benefits is that it um you can get your rpms higher with a with a wankel engine which is what makes them so good for cars um, right because a high revving um engine uh, produces more power um and that's why Mazda used them, I think, in the first place. Mm. Yeah. So what the, are the disadvantages? They're just not as economic, like with the fuel. There's a couple of <clears> things, a couple in, of main things, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. So yeah. They're, they're not they're not brilliant um, in the efficiency department, and in kind of the 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 the, the, the longevity of them, uh, because basically the way it works, it requires a lot of seals um, yeah, yeah. to kind of be inside the engine, and they they wear out quite quickly. And the original Wankel engine, there's only one segment of that that oval that gets exposed to combustion as well. So you get an uneven wear inside the chamber ah, as well. Right, right. Um, however, there's a really cool new version of it that I've seen come out called the liquid piston engine, where they've actually done an oval inside a triangle. Um, oh, right, okay. It look, it's 
awesome mic. So if you if you haven't come across that, <laughs> check that out because I saw no, that. I'm definitely going to have a look at just that. Just as I was researching for tonight, so um, yeah, the the new the new version that the that they're working on is the liquid piston engine, um, and each area that's that's open um, is the combustion chamber as well. So you've got three combustion areas inside it. Oh, wow. um, Right. So it's cool, man. It's really cool. I so, need to brush up on my engines. Like mate. I, I have a feeling Richard would have been all over that. I know. As well when I he was, was here. I know. He's just oh. on that like engineering course, hasn't he? So like, yeah. what was this I mean, topic? It, the impeller or something the other week? Yeah, the impeller. That was an interesting talking about one. Engines. Right. Yeah. So we come, we we come to Mike. I think. Here we go, Mike. Come on. What have you got okay, for so us this my, week? Uh, my thing this week is hypnagogia. And you spell that H-Y-P-N-A-G-O-G-I-A. That's a fun word to say. Mm. It is. Gogia. Right. Gogia. Jensen. So, so my, first, my first thought was, I'm looking at Gogia, and, and that makes me think of a fruit. I don't know why, but like, Wait, I don't know. It makes like, you, I think, I think... Yeah. Like that's what I'm thinking, like a berry. Goji berries. Yeah, goji. That's <laughs> yeah, why something yeah. like a goji berry. Um, I don't know what a goji berry looks like, but I've you know when you've heard something somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Um, yeah. And then hypna, I'm the guessing is. Food. Yeah, I'm guessing hypna is some kind of hypnotism mm. or therapeutic of the berry. So are goji. you thinking like psychedelics then, Jensen? Is that what you mean? Uh, maybe. Or why it... maybe? <laughs> I, I don't really know what I mean. Uh, just <laughs> maybe some kind of <laughs> hypnotic thing or I don't know. That's what I've got. Josh, what have you got? Do we? Do, do I want Mike to kind of give you some feedback on that before no, I go? No, I want your first thought. Come on. I purposely stayed quiet. I know. I'm just looking at you like waiting for you to speak. Uh, Hypnagogia. I think it's like maybe a process. Like, uh, I'm not thinking like hypnotherapy, but I'm thinking like, you know, it's some sort. I don't think it's a specific object. I think it's either a process or a theory or some sort of technique, yeah. maybe. Um, but what that is, I currently have got no idea. <laughs> and this is where I kind of would maybe want to know if it's a psychedelic berry or not before I <laughs> say anything. <laughs> well, you're, you're correct in the sense that it's not tangible. It's a... It's a... I don't know whether I should tell you what it is. I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> it's see what, see what it's I actually not come up tangible. With. It's, okay. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not what either of you have said. <laughs> okay, it's not tangible. Is it a state of consciousness? It is exactly Maybe. a state of consciousness. Right. Okay. One, well, we well haven't done. had state of consciousness on one of the other ones, but we've hypothesized state of con consciousness on a previous one, haven't we? Yeah. Do oh, I know what this is... state of consciousness is? No. So, so well, this is a name of a particular type of consciousness. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with uh, substances. Uh, it's completely natural, wow. and you experience it. You have experienced it. And you will experience it. Is it, it. part ah. of the sleep process then? Is it Ooh. Yes. related to oh. dreaming maybe? or um, uh, is it a... not, not always. So, so it's one um, of the sleep cycles I, you, You're pretty maybe. much there. 
one of the sleep cycles part of the, the name it's for one something of them? to do with that yeah so it's the transitional uh the transitional state from wakefulness to sleep and that oh, is wow. called hypnagogia the whole process mate yeah so that well, well. that um that state of mind that's what oh, that right, is called right 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 when you basically so tri- lose and, consciousness oh. really oh yes and um when you come out of sleep that is called hypnopompia just for a little bit trivia love it um so there are a few uh things that occur in this state do you want to take a guess uh what they are mental phenomenon that occur during this threshold consciousness threshold of consciousness um (laughs) um so I'm I'm guessing obviously brainwave patterns change. Mm. Like um, so, I'm like, do you move into like an alpha state? Is that the right one? No. That, so I'm looking for. Um, I'll say one word. Okay. I think you can get, right. and there's two other ones, two other things that potentially happen in this state as well. Oh, okay. So now we're talking about the specific dream cycle. Are we still no? We're still talking about this process of going to sleep. Aren't yeah. We? So yeah, I've fall, like yeah. fallen asleep. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And it's and it's a, and this is a mental thing that's taking place. We're not talking about your heart rate slowing down and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, mental. Yeah, this is all this is all stuff that's happening in your head. Yeah. Oh, one word he thinks we'll be able to get. <sighs> yeah so like think of like what happens when you go to sleep yeah and and you know other times you experience um things that happen when you go to sleep like in regular waking life and like how those can converge Hmm. Hmm. meditation maybe like a meditative state like uh What's the um? No, no, no. <laughs> but but having said that, I do think that some types of meditation can also uh, get you into this. this mental state. Yeah, yeah. that's so why like I was a, thinking yes. like the tranquility state thing. Yeah, basically, like maybe you know, kind of. Hmm. I am. Um, I'm a little bit stumped, but. I've got loads of facts about dreaming that I'm going to drop at the end of this session. So I'm, I'm very interested. <laughs> to um, get. Do you want to give so, you? That? Have you got any ideas? So, like, the, the only thing, the only thing I can get is you know, you know, when you get like really tired. I'm not, mm. I might sound crazy saying this now. I've just realised. <laughs> but you ever get really, you ever get like really tired, and oh gosh, you, and, and, and like you're in a dark room, and then you think you start. <laughs> like seeing not seeing things but like seeing things does that make any sense like your visual your vision starts changing hallucinating you're totally on it yes um so alone i'm not crazy yes (laughs) yeah this this phase can include hallucinations Mm. and there's a couple of other uh things are they just related to visual hallucinations? Or is there some sort of audio I think related? so. I'm not sure. Okay. 
But it, it's not. It's not that. Okay. <laughs> That's not the other two that you're right, trying right, to get. Okay. I mean. Well, I suppose, like you know, you know how some people go into a, you know, like sometimes like when you go to because I'll try. I'll try again. I'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> you know like you go to bed and then there's often that thing like you lie down and then all of a sudden you just start thinking loads so i'm like uh-huh. there's like a cognitive like a hyper, change take place hyper. yeah because you start moving into that place of trying to when you're sleeping you're sorting out long-term short-term memory mm. stuff aren't you so it's like a yeah. cognitive so change take i place. think do you know the name for that no. <laughs> so I think you, what you're describing is what's called lucid thought, lucid right. and lucid dreaming, which is also connected to that. And lucid basically, what that is is yeah. Mm. So a, lu- a lucid dream is basically when you you are aware that you're in a dreamlike state, yeah. and because you're aware, you can control your surroundings. So if you think Inception, how there's an yeah, architect yeah. and they can literally do whatever they want in that dream. Lucid dreaming allows you to do that, and I think lucid thought it was what you were describing there, Jensen. Yeah. Have either of you ever had a lucid dream? I have. Yeah. Be- I've have? become aware in a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've well. become yeah. aware of being in a dream. Because then you can manipulate times, yeah. the dream space, can't you? Basically, because you're you're aware yeah. that you're dreaming. Yeah. That's the whole premise behind that, it. Right? Which, which is not which is not what I did. I went. Oh, I'm aware that I'm in a dream. I need to get out of this state right now. <laughs> like that was that was that was my thing. It was like I need to get out of here. <laughs> so, Freaky. Well, um, it can won't, be won't... used as a coping mechanism for like for a nightmare. Basically, if you're if you're in a situation and you realise it's a dream, you can literally wake yourself up by yeah. like opening your eyes in in that dream, and it it correlates to what your actual body is doing. Oh well, which is a nice segue into the third thing. Oh, um, sleep paralysis. Because it's the exact oh, opposite no. of that. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh, is it? It is. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Is that a mental yeah. thing, though? I would have thought that's a physical um, process, right? So um, sleep paralysis happens when your body is um, releasing the hormone or chemical or whatever it's happening that um, that you release when you're asleep. Right. Um, which, which basically paralyzes your body. Uh, so that you don't get up yeah. and act out what you're doing in your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Um, Useful. So s- sleep paralysis and, and uh, sleepwalking are basically the opposites of what's what's oh. happening. Um, <laughs> one is like uh, still giving out that chemical to keep your limbs asleep while you're yeah. asleep. And sleepwalking is the opposite. Oh, well. Mm, mate, that's really interesting. That is a good so, one. So... Um, so the I came to this um, from a YouTube channel. There's a guy called Adam Neely, and I thought you might right. know him, Jensen, Adam because Neely. there is a yeah. So he he does video essays on music, oh. and um, I was watching a video essay on hypnagogic pop, which I thought you oh, might wow. have heard of. No, I've not. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so that's, that's how I came to this. Is that music which is supposed to trigger this mental state, Mike, or is it just sort of something you can process Not trigger when you're it. in that state? Like, listen to it as you're sleeping, no, maybe? It, I think what it is, is, um, like, he explains it better. I, I implore you to go and, like, have a listen to, or look yeah, at yeah. Um, Adam Neely on YouTube. Um, yeah. But have you heard of Vaporwave, the, um, the genre? I yeah. have, yeah, but I've not, not really um, delved into it. So that... 
the whole idea of vaporwave is to invoke a feeling of nostalgia right and hypnagogic pop is to evoke a feeling of uh, this lucidity of um, so, like, like going to sleep it's like the dream related state. nostalgia so you've got like very ethereal kind of sounds things that sound familiar because they've been in pop music for you know however long and it's like it's, it's oh. ingrained in in your brain and it's like a really interesting that's interesting um kind of thing and it's and there's a uh, bedroom pop vaporwave and hypnagogic pop they're all linked and uh i think you should go have a look at them that's i will man. Really i'll check that out interesting definitely give it a listen yeah. anyway because i feel like i've seen like vaporwave stuff around but not like really listen to it you know you just see it and you suggested links mm. and you know yeah um Yes, this nice. is good I stuff. Love, Mike. I, I love any, anything related to dreaming, or you know, kind of, because yeah. it's such a a big enigma to me. Like, obviously, it's the one one time you kind of have no control over, unless you're lucid dreaming. You know, kind of yeah. your situation really. It's yeah, mm. it's fascinating. That's a real good topic, Matt. Yeah, nice, awesome. Oh, thank you. Really good topic. <laughs> I just had like some other questions, like related to dreaming, so. Both experienced lucid dreaming. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? Like, you know, you wake up and you are physically can't move because. No, I haven't. No. I've never. No, not sleep paralysis. I think my thankfully. sister Charlotte has. I think she gets it quite frequently. Really, it's horrible. Apparently, mm. um, no. And then the other thing. Yeah, so, like, oh, go on. Sorry, Mike. There's um, there's quite like people that get sleep paralysis from what I've read. Um. They all tend to have like a very similar kind of vision mm. like to do with it. Yeah. Yep. And um, one of the most common ones is that you have like a weight on your chest yeah. and you can't sit up. And um, that's generally attributed to like a witch or, you know, but like you've got a, incubus and succubus, like, haven't you? Yeah. And like basically, mm. like yep. you have this vision of a witch that is like holding your chest down. Wow. And you not being able to move, but it feels completely real because you are awake, yeah. but you're still hallucinating. It must be so scary. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact Charlotte doesn't talk about it that much. Like, obviously, we know she gets it. Um, mm. But yeah, mm. she doesn't go into detail because it isn't a nice experience, apparently. No, I can imagine yeah. it's terrible, if I'm honest. I've got questions, but we're running out of time. Uh. <laughs> Annoyingly. Um, so maybe we can try and come up with a name for the episode. And if we nail that, I'll throw in my one last question related to dreams that I want to ask you both. So All we've right, had okay. the parachick, we've had the wankle engine, and we've had... <laughs> <laughs> we've had hypnagogia. Um, so we've got kind of like dream chickens... Engines. Mm. So. Hmm. <laughs> the KFC Dream Engine. <laughs> yes. KFC okay. Dream Engine. <laughs> yeah. We're going with that. Yes. <laughs> We're going with That's that. it. We'll have that. I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Honestly, Mike, it's been so good to have you on yeah. for these last like couple episodes. It's just been absolutely yeah, thank fantastic you so much to have you for on, like, stepping oh, in. Thank you. Yeah. It's been so much fun. <laughs> All right, some of the topic, well, the topics you've brought to the table have been fascinating as well. So I'm sure, I'm sure everyone will be in agreement with that as well. 
Um, so I didn't plug the I didn't plug the social medias, but if you want to follow us, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GRJ Podcast. Um, I'm going to sign us off. This has been the KFC Dream Engine. Uh, yes. So I'm going to check out. Yeah, thanks for listening. Prog album. <laughs> yeah. See you guys soon. Thanks See you guys again, soon. Thanks so much, Mike. No problem. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-ra.